our side. So are are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do this, man. Um, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today we got a special guest in the building. Not only is this guy from France, but he's also here in the States, and he's also both a, a music producer and a Twitch streamer, a gamer. This is our first, or probably our <laughs> second gamer in our show besides Danielle. But hey, now we got it from this guy all the way from another country, and we got it right here in this show. Please say hello to the one and only Alex. Alex, what's your entire Twitch name for, for everybody can know about it? Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard for American and non-French speaker to say it. It's Alex fait du bruit. It means Alex makes noise, basically. God damn. Now, now <laughs> we're talking. Okay. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart, man. Good job on that one. <laughs> I I don't mainly stream games. I mainly stream uh, music production, but I sometimes play games because right. it's fun. No, <laughs> no, of course, man. Of course. So, well, first things first, man. How are you, man? How are you doing? Kind of great. Um, I'm working on on my end. Like I'm working from home. Uh, I do mixing and mastering for some people. Mm. Uh, I also do some sound design work. I recently worked on a on a little, on a little short film, uh, and I was working on sound design, mixing, and and music, and yeah, that that's the kind of stuff that really excites me. So I'm, I'm great. <laughs> well, that's pretty pretty cool, man. So, well, how did this old shindig started, man? Like, what? Give us a little bit of short bio about yourself and what you do and what you currently hope to accomplish by it. Um, well, I've been a musician for like ever. Uh, I, I was playing guitar when I was a teenager and growing up, I, w I really wanted to, you know, make everything that you, that you make with the band all by myself. So I got into music production, uh, got into first on FL Studio and later, like in later years on Ableton Live. And yeah, listening to a lot of dubstep and drum and bass. Sound design is the thing that really excites me. And I think it's a really great part of music nowadays. So yeah, I got really into it. Um, my music, my musical project is mainly centered around uh, sound design and the way that I can push myself to do new new sounds and all. Right. So that's what keeps me going in the music aspect. And right now I'm working on uh, letting aside my current musical project and working on a new one, more mm. focused, more kind of more qualitative. Is that an English word? <laughs> Creative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Well, that's actually pretty cool, man. Like, well, I actually wanted to ask you because this question in particular is like, what actually got you into EDM overall? You know, I'd say I, like I got into electronic music like on a very early age because, you know, in France, uh, we had a lot of great producers like Daft Punk, Justice yes. and, all, and before Justice. But Daft Punk was a really, really big thing. And there were oh, yes. many... Yeah, <laughs> there uh, were many kind of imitations of, of this style, but those people were really big. Um, I can think of, like, th there were not really imitations, but they were, like, in the same gang. Um, I'm thinking about uh, Cassius, uh, Demon, and all. All of those people were, are very big in France. And they, they were the kind of thing that were uh, playing on the radio and all. So we... Like a lot of people in France got uh, into electronic music on a very early age. Mm. That was my case. And growing up, we got into more American stuff. Okay. And by 2010, 2012, we all 
news critics yeah and noisier <laughs> and all of this thing and this was kind of this was kind of close to us because mm-hmm. the the electronic movement got really um, mature in France okay. uh, between 2000 and 2010 so yeah this was a log- logical step for me and a lot of people and and from there that's what got you inspired into making music and start doing like dubstep and all that stuff was yeah. that was that dubstep was your first genre for you to start making productions or were you making other stuff before? Well, uh, I was kind of young uh, when I discovered dubstep. Like I was um, 18, 19 and I was already playing with FL Studio but you know, like all beginners, you make little electronic music. Hey, I made made a little techno sound. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. But yeah, Skrillex and all of these guys kind of opened my eyes to what is possible to do do with just a computer, you know. So yeah, that was my main goal is to make dubstep when I got really serious into it. And how long was that? Like not too long ago or is like a few years ago or 10 years Uh, ago? 2012. And I got into into it really hard by myself, like Mm. not really looking at tutorials and all. Um, And at this time, there was no really, there was, there was no big communities for for you to talk to people yeah. so i was kind of on my own i wasn't i had nobody around me doing electronic music and right now like for now 2 years because i've been streaming and putting myself out just a little bit more and being also i've been a dj mm. uh, you know in a, in a little club so that was great but yeah i put myself out there just a little bit more and now i have people to talk to i have a little community following me uh, this is something that wasn't expecting ex- existing back then. So right now it's easy for for me and everyone to you know share stuff and learn stuff. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting because here's something that I've I've so far been talking to a lot of um French artists, yeah. and some of the stuff that they were telling me was that in France dubstep is actually kind of a of a niche thing, like it's yeah, not. It it's not as big as uh, as houses, you know, that you can go anywhere in France and, you know, there's people playing houses stuff. But when it yeah. comes to bass music with dubstep, it's like like one or two free places and they're very, very underground and you have to find them. Yeah, it's mainly in big cities. Like I've been mm. a DJ in a, in, a, in a small city in, in the Alps. Yeah. And those people just wanted house and techno music. Wow. But bass music is like no. Nah. So it's like a, a lot. A lot of people really do not like dubstep or bass overall over there in France. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because it's it's still mainly a new thing. Okay. And again, because uh, French culture is very like electronic music is still implemented really deeply into um, the musical um, landscape of France. But right. it's because it's very strong uh, because, like I said, because of people like Daft Punk, uh, Cassius, and Justice, all those people. Yeah. Uh, David David Guetta, maybe. David also. Guetta. Oh yeah, David Guetta is very big in France. That that yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and so people, when they think of electronic music, they think of house music, and mm. when they listen to this new stuff, which is not very new right now, right? Like dubstep and drum and bass, they're like, "What? Yeah, what is this? Gonna you know?" Uh, um, Damn it, I, for, I forgot the French word because I used to learn French back then in high school and I knew, <laughs> I knew it was like something about garbage. This, uh, the, fuck, what, what was the French word for garbage? It's like, this is garbage in French. Um, uh, merde. 
Like, milk, dude. Hey, <laughs> there's a milk. The milk. Is that? <laughs> I thank you. My God, I hear that a lot. <laughs> I hear that a lot. You know, um, it's and it's funny because um, is is many ask mala tatami snake? Are they really big in France? Yeah, yeah, they are. Really, it's and it's funny because it's kind of new, but they're relying on on old hooks and things we've already known, and that's I think that's why it works. There's also like. Um, the the effect of uh, social networks, you know, mm. because DJ Snakes shows a lot of this stuff, and everyone is on so- social media and yeah. looking at this, and because of the whole of the all of the hype and all, it works. Right. But but yeah, it's relying on things we already know. It's very good. I I, I yeah. love it. No, of course, man, absolutely. I just feel like, man, what about like our people, like our dubstep people that. Are from friends like Ivory, Simplifier, Graphit, E Craze, um, Dirty mm. Funnits. Are they well received over there in France, just like Snakes and Malas and Chamis, or they're are they like eh over there in their hometown? Um, I, like you said, I, I think they're they're well received uh, in the niche yeah. audience that dubstep audience is in France. Okay. Um, I, I think they're known just a little bit, but it's mainly like, like you said, the, the niche public. The niche public only. Yeah. Damn, man. I mean, I wish like a friends may have those, you know, that dubstep community just as much as like the American community has the dubstep. Because over here in America, it's like, yeah, dubstep is as, is as big and well received as house or oh. any other genre. You know, like any, it, Everybody loves upset. Everybody loves house. We're all love together. There's like the community is big in here. You know, I wish that other countries have could have that same love, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe th- there's a big difference between um, France and the US is that I think, well, it's like you have way more people in the US. Mm, and I think right. that whatever you do in, in the US, you have you'll have enough people for you to follow what you do. and. Mm. For 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 a big um, for something as big as dubstep, it's yeah, it's obvious that it had it has to to have that big of a public, right? I think. I mean, some of the best guys come from Europe, and the majority of them are either in England or yeah. now France. Like it, it's it's crazy. Like yeah, like the sickest dubstep artists come from France. You know. Yeah, and it was kind of invented in in England. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, English people, we're taking over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, hey, let me ask you because I like I be I'm interviewing a lot of French producers, and they all yeah. say they're all into this um French based community of producing. Like, yeah. are you are you part of this uh, community as well? Right now, yeah, um, because. Um, like I said, I've been putting myself out mainly because because of streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been in, kind of in contact with uh, with these guys like Ivory Simplifier uh, and Ushu um, by Discord. Like w- they have a, a, a Discord with all of the French, uh, mm. like French people can can join in, right. and we all discuss about production and all. And all uh, guys who are very big and guys who are very little can just share what they do and. That works great, and people can that that creates a very tight knit community. I guess mm. I, I think. Yeah, 
And that's kind of important in a, in a very niche public. I agree. No, I agree, man. And and it's it's always good to have that sort of community base, you know, that you you can all grow together and help no. each other out. You and they call us the, the they call themselves the 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 French dubstep army, and that's not for nothing. It really works. <laughs> hey, man, if it works, it works, man. And the name says it all. Like you guys are like basically one of the few people who are in this and love doing this, man. And you support each other. That's the important thing. The yeah. fact that you guys actually support each other and help each other out to grow, man. I only wish that we can have that a lot more on everywhere. You know, like, I wish that there, that that it's the same thing like here in, in the States, Um, at least more in my area here in Miami, Florida. Oh, yeah. I don't see that that very often. Like there is there is. I'm not saying that there isn't any base communities around here. Like, no, no I'm not saying that. It's just I mm. wish that the that there's people that can want to help each other out, form a community, but it's just like few people here and there, you know? It's the thing with music and music production. Um, it, it kind of works your your ego. And mm. when they people don't really agree with what you do or what you think about music and all, that's that's a, a dead that's dead end. You know, you you can't really work with them or talk with them. Too bad. Too, Too bad. bad. But you know, exactly. good people are are still out there. They, they they may be far away or not, but they they exist. And I that's agree. that's kind of uh, the the good aspect of the the whole lockdown thing is mm. that we all got an, on our ass in front of our, in front of our computers and we got to talk with anyone. <laughs> yeah this is great no absolutely man and i'm i'm always eager to meet new people and learn from their experiences and see their perspective in regards to music production you know and try to help them as much as i can you know i may not have a big following yet but i can rest assure you that when i do like i'm gonna remember everybody who came into the show and try to put them as out there as much as i can like put the voice out there let everybody know it's like Yo, follow this guy. This guy's got talent. Like shit. Nice. Like it's 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 the good stuff. And and it's and it's because of that success that I'm having right now. I'm literally finding um like hidden gems around the world, around the nation, around countries, you know, hidden gems like diamond in the in the rocks. You know, like I'm finding people from um I I met through here on the show, Lost Chameleon. He's from Greece. Okay. Sick. Sick. <laughs> like his music is sick. I meant like Danny, Dr. Ushu, and Bezo from, from Oh yeah. And then now you. And then I met I met um so just just recently I just interviewed somebody from Czech Republic across across the across the nation and here in the States. I met people from our, our different countries, different states, from Spain. Like I'm meeting a lot of cool people. Who have the talent, you know, that that surprisingly that it surprises me that, you know, nobody has seen them or nobody has heard of them that often or nobody's have picked them up because the talent is there. Like I can I can be very unbiased and I can tell like when somebody's actually pretty good or pretty shitty. And so far everybody has them to is like they got the talent. It's just that like I said, like nobody has seen them or nobody's heard of them. So I'm trying my best to have people to hear them hear them as much as possible you know because like hey you guys are trying to make it right here as well everybody's just trying to eat you know yeah <laughs> 
and that's the thing about this music industry, man. Like, um, I'm trying to create a community as well in which, you know, I can show everybody and say, it's like, hey, we're all, we're all in this together. We're all trying to grow together, man. Let's let's all be, become big people. But a lot of people in this industry, especially more a lot in the Miami scene, which is like, it sucks at the same time that I live here and work in this area. But at the same time, I don't regret it. And I'm blessed about it because I can see through the bullshit and I can actually like work around it and then see for the for their true colors. And with that information, I can just like literally tell everybody in the world just like, hey, careful coming over here. Careful working with this. Careful with that. Because yeah. this shit happens, you know. Yeah. The, 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 there's an active base scene in Miami, I think. Yeah. It's a small active base. Right now, I'm working with some people who are very local based and yeah. shout out to those guys. You know, these guys are literally changing the the face of the basing overall because Miami is very housing. You know, that's what is very dominated. I mean, that's yeah. why you got Ultra there every year. Ultra, you know, yeah. Ultra is all, all the big shots, all the trans people, the house people, the techno people. And then you got the small little portion of the base community over there. That's that's how Miami is. And Miami tried to bring artists, base artists over to the shows and the clubs. But it's not the same thing as if if I were travel to Orlando. Orlando has like a lot of base community. Tampa, yeah. it's like three hours away from where I live. And the base community over there is well received. There's base oh, yeah. artists over there growing and and playing all the time there, you know that. That's that's very crazy. That's it's not so. so Miami has a very small base community, and the people that I'm working with are actually trying to make that base community bigger and you know well received. Like right now, they're just building a a festival right now. They're it's their own festival. Early birds have been sold out. That's their first festival in Miami. That's gonna be like strictly bass. And, and house all mixed together. And now they're planning for one in later down the future that it's all going to be based with bigger base artists right now. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so we're getting there little by little. Obviously, people prefer, you know, house. But I, I can only tell you that the, the base that we have is probably Forbidden Kingdom. Okay. So that's like the, the, the only festival that we have that's all base related. And it's, mm. it was all because, you know, that between the help of Excision and the help of, you know, Insomniac, the people from the EDC and whatnot. Without okay. it, without it, we're just like, we're, without those guys and the people that worked here in the Miami to make it happen, like, nah, man, we would have a it's lot crazy of crazy what Excision, Excision helped grow in, into, like, the US and Canada just by himself. <laughs> just by himself. Just, like, Crazy. Dude, how long has Excision been in the game? I don't want to say 15 years, but something like yeah, that, right? Kind of, yeah. Look how much look how much he's accomplished by. Like he has his own festival shows. Like he doesn't have yeah. one. He has like <laughs> two or three of something like that. His own sound system, his own visuals, his own label. And his sound system can can be played in France because we have restrictions because of the the decibel level. Really? And yeah, we can't have it as loud as it is in the US. <laughs> oh no, shit! We still have loud festival, but it's not 
not like what you have in, in the US. <laughs> it's crazy. You hear that, everyone? Count your blessings, okay? I don't want to hear anybody complain about like, oh, no, it's never loud enough. It's like, no, shut up. Like, like other <laughs> yeah. people had it worse. He's just telling you right now, friends, they can't have those high PK sounds. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. if you bring a decision over there with that PK sound, it'll tear off the roof. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, he would have to bring his own PA and <laughs> that would be too much cost, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the whole. I mean, he brings his own PA um on the tour when he's on tour in North America. Like he brings it over, and he, and I see yeah. it as a whole full production. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I, I think he, he played um a, a few show in France like a few years ago. Mm. But I, I don't think he he brought his own um because it was not his festival and it was not his concert. It right. was many many people. So yeah, I I don't think he does bring it overseas. But does does he bring his visuals on uh, that that time that he went to friends? Um, I don't think so. I I don't know if if his tour uh, got into friends mm. because you know he does it on a very specific tour. Yeah. Um, the the times I saw he played he played in friends were on little festival, not little, but festivals. Um, I don't think he brings all of this. I'm not sure. No. <laughs> I don't want to say bullshit. But still, I mean, shit, it's just like, he's just, he's just, he just brings heavy to anywhere he goes. That's pretty <laughs> much it, you know? <laughs> just imagine. Um, But I do like, Jeff, the fact, all the hard work he has been put out and as well, um, what he's doing to the community. Like, he's giving back to, to the community, especially up-and-comers like all of us. You know, trying to get into the scene, and he's giving a shot to all those people. Like yeah. I, like kudos for him to open up Subsidia because what he's doing yeah, in Subsidia crazy. is crazy. Like every uh, day, I'm listening to a new song from Subsidia, <laughs> and I don't know who this guy is. I've never heard of them, and yet there'll it's be just, thousands of plays on it, and this guy will get followers. I know it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. So I love it that you know that he's. Brought, that he's giving back to the people, you know, especially the people that they really want to get inside in the industry, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm already grateful for him for for him to bring up uh, Space Laces, which I think for me and a lot of people is quite a big inspiration and mm. is the kind of guy that really pushes forward the, the bass scene. Like in, like I said, because I, I'm really passionate about so, sound design. Yeah. And this guy, this kind of people is just trying to push the envelope just a little bit more every time there really is something and people like excision and space laces like really do it the best <laughs> I, I agree i agree tell me more about your your aspect of sound designing because i can tell that you really really are passionate about doing that whole thing sound designing yeah. well i i just got off a, a, a seven hour streaming session doing just one track and that was crazy. What? Um, it's not that much play, working on one track. Seven, oh, seven hours of streaming yeah. on one track is wild to me. I when you really got, I really got into this project so time flies by, you know. <laughs> That's crazy and you have people literally chatting over you. Wow. That's actually Like I said, cool. I have a very tight community of mm -hmm. my own and I'm very grateful for that because I've never expected to have people following what I do but I try to be helpful um, because I'm very passionate about sound design I like and that's something that really not a lot of people like to work on 
Mm. Um, so I try to teach other people what right. I know. That's it. Like I, I like what I do and I, I like to share it so I had, people stick around. I actually wanted to ask you, I actually, this question usually I ask to a lot of producers at the end of the podcast, but I'll ask you, mm. you this early on because we're already in this. What do you think about sound designing as a whole for a producer? Do you think that it's it's a luxury for a producer or is that necessity for a producer? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, nowadays, it's not a necessity, mm -hmm. but it's what will make you um, uh, stick out from everyone else mm -hmm. if you do it right and right. do it good. Um, because like anyone can do a, a real banger with just presets from Virtual Riot yeah. or samples you bought on, on Spice or whatever. <laughs> um, but you, like being able to use any synth and do your own sound by yourself uh, will be will be recognized at the end. Even if you mm. like, the goal is not to to say, "Hey, I can do my own sound design." The, the goal is to have people listen, have people li listen to your music, mm. and who can say, "Wow, I've never heard this. Who's this guy?" And I can re recognize this guy by his sound design. Um, so I don't think this is a necessity, but it's a plus. So you do feel like it, it's kind of a luxury at that point? Kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. That's I, very interesting. Very interesting because usually, I usually get that answer from people who are into house. Oh, yeah? Yeah, usually <laughs> the, the bass producers that I interview admits feelings about it, but the majority of them does agree like it, as a bass producer, it should be a necessity. Now, should it be number one priority? No. It doesn't have to be, but it's what you say. Like if you do want to stand out and you do want to evolve and and be and stick it out from from other people and make and make your own sounds on your own, then it should be a necessity for you to learn. Maybe on the top three stuff that you should should consider or top five, but it should be as important as you're making a song. You know. Yeah, and the the thing is on the technical side. Um, being good on sound design and making sure that your your sound your sounds are very intricate mm -hmm. that really eases your uh, your mixing process and and because it's it's kind of a creative process helps your composition so it's kind of to me it's the beginning of everything else it's at the, the center of everything i agree man um how many hours do you normally spend um I'm just sound designing, just that. Almost all of my time making music because I do wow. all of my sound myself, like up to drums, mm -hmm. um, may, maybe not vocals, obviously, but uh, you know, uh, drums, FXs, uh, synth, basses, everything is made by myself with mainly stock plugins. Now, so I, yeah, let me time. let me ask you this because this is something that was taught by me by Modestep. Shout out to Josh and Pat for this, and also um, Careless Castle and Crimson Child. Um, when it comes to sound designing, when you're making a drop, you want to make sure that the drop sounds very cohesive. Yeah. So something that they taught me is that, you know, make one, make a sound, make a sound, whatever you're making. Boom. You got it. Now out of that sound, resample it, resample it into different forms, like resample it by adding layers, adding effects, adding reverb adding other stuff on top of it, like adding uh, another VST, adding our uh, granulated synthesizers, adding, you know, other cool stuff, just resample 
And then once you resample, once you see that you have enough, build a drop out of all those sounds. That's exactly what I did tonight. Really? Yeah. I made one serum patch uh-huh. and I got all of my track made like this. From that one sound. Thing. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear it right here. This is not me talking caca, okay? It's true. <laughs> it's true. You're hearing it from someone who's a pro sound designer. He's telling you right here, right now. How do you make your sounds very unique? How do you make your sounds very unique when you're sound designing? Start with one patch and that from that one patch, use it all around your entire track. I mean, it's a very old trick. It's very like it's, fu- funny because I just learned about this trick like years ago, like at least four or five years ago, I learned this trick and that changed my my whole idea concept of sound design overall. Like, yeah. I, I love resampling. Like, I love it. That's how I do on all my tracks. Like, and yeah. sometimes I don't even use serum to do my tracks. Like, no, I just like, I'll find one simple bass or one simple bass loop from Splice and I just literally just destroy it and make yeah. a drop just out of that one bass loop nice. and that's it. That, that's and that's a very creative way of making music, right? It, it's it's very original because here's the thing about resampling. Something that people like, come on, wake up! You should know about this. Is that when you <laughs> resample something, you're not gonna sound the same as others. Yeah, you, you can have the same loop as I have. We can both resample it at the same time. I have my methods, and you have your methods. Our sounds are not going to be the same no matter what. Right. No matter what. It could be the same bass loop that we got it from, but it's not going to be the same at the end. And That's pe- true. And people really don't realize that or don't utilize this technique. Because it's not really uh, something that is given to everyone. Like, right. Um, because it's not something that will be shared in tutorials and all and very... Uh, stuff that are shared by a lot of people. Mm. I, I'm, I really don't like tutorials because they, they mm. often put something in your head that is that will be detrimental to the way you're, you're making music and, mm. and creating uh, music in, in every way. So I think resampling is like the, the way of making things yourself right. by not using crazy synth like Serum or whatever. You're just right. using simple tools to create sounds by using audio clips. Exactly. And it's a very interesting thing that what you mentioned about, like you don't really like tutorials. And I actually have a similar thought process about that as well. Um, It's not that I don't like tutorials. It's just that I feel like these tutorials are two things. One, they're very based. Like it's like I could, I could know, I, I, I can learn this on my own. Like I, like, and they and they make it sound like oh no it's like I I invented the wheel like I invented the wheel this is what's gonna change the game so it's like mm, I mean they're kind of baseless like it's not out of this world how they are doing it you know and it's kind of misleading because sometimes um put out certain misinformation about certain things and when they do certain and when they do certain tricks you know tricks. They don't realize that they're damaging the frequencies out of it, and it can, it can come out harsh. Yeah, when you're yeah. making it, like you can have the same preset, and then when you listen to it, it's like, oh, it's harsh. Like I had to put an EQ and a compressor and shit just to tone it down. 
just to have the same sound. And they don't, and whatever they sound on their tutorial, it's not going to be the same results as what yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> it's kind of like they they kind of have to sell their own YouTube channel. Yeah. Sample packs or presets or whatever. Yeah. So hype. Hype is a, is a, is an enemy, I think. I yeah, I think so too. And <laughs> and I know I know about this because I I myself did did myself a test about it. It's like let me check, let me like cooperate with what they're doing, and let me go step by step. And at yeah. the end, the results, it, the sound didn't sound exactly the same as as the yeah. as the video. The video sounded like holy shit, like some boy made this. But when I made <laughs> it, it, it was like some. Some rookie made it. I was just like, "What the fuck?" It's like not even close to what it is, you know. And there's a link. Hey, you can well, you can buy my my sample bike. <laughs> if you guys want to uh, like and subscribe and subscribe to your weekly episodes on it, click on the bell notification. It will help me very good. And as well, oh. go down the link so you can download the free preset. And if you want some, <laughs> you want more about this stuff, man, go click on the other link so you can buy more stuff and more about my sample packs. <laughs> Holy crap! They they sell it like it like I was like I'm watching an advertisement like like dude I don't need this crap because I already see this on my cable TV I I I don't want this I pay YouTube Premium so I don't see no more ads I don't need to see this on your own set sponsored by so and so it's like oh they make money they hey. make money you know I can't I can't blame on that part you know it's like hey yeah they found a way to cheat the system they they found a way so it's like. Eh. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and do your money, man. Now the other no, thing I, that I, I, I like Twitch, it's because the, mm. the money I make from Twitch is from people who, can, who want to support me. Okay, this feels better than advertising. You know, I think it's more nice. Okay, <laughs> put it simply. Now, before I actually gonna ask you that question, I, 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 we can leave this subject and we get and switch on that one. Um. The other thing I was gonna mention to you, I was like the other reason why I don't like um some of these tutorials, it's because also they do remakes of sounds from artists and their music. At the beginning, I've at the beginning when I was starting up, I didn't have a problem with that because I was like, holy shit, Zomboy made a diss track. I wanna sound like Zomboy. But obviously, as I grow, it's like, do I really want to sound like Zomboy? Or do I want to stand out from Zomboy and be next to him on this shit? Like, I don't want to sound like him. And that's the thing that these people are selling in YouTube. You know, they want to sound like, they, you want to sound like abstract. You want to sound like epic. You want to sound like this, this artist and so-and-so. It's cool. The idea that we're trying to get to is like, this is how they more or less get to the sound. But you don't want to sound like that. You just actually want to sound different. Like you can use some of their techniques and do something different about it. That's being creative. That's actually well, doing something very creative. Yeah. But do people who watch tutorials really want to be creative? No. They just that's, want the easy way out. They just want to preset yeah, about it. And that's, that's it. kind of uh, fast food, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. It's cheap. Yeah, we got it. That's we it. got it. Yeah, I don't have to think about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. You're right, man. And and that's what that's what sucks about it, man. Because I wish people can actually be a little bit much more educated about these certain things. You know, when it comes to sound design, be much more 
open-minded creative about it. But, you know, ev- like you said, everybody just wants like something short, straight, straight to the point. I got it. That's it. I wish people can be like, a little bit more open-minded about it and be like, do what I normally do and what you do and what other artists. I mean, I feel like resampling is the reason why some of some of us stand now from the public, from others, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, because again, it's like, this is a technique that I've learned from uh, the time where I was um, watching uh, forums about, um, I I don't know if you know about um, Neurofunk and Neurohub. Yeah, there was some, again, this is a very niche, uh, very niche music audience that really wants to listen to this and make this kind of stuff. But I realized at this point, like, um, this is not something that is meant to be mainstream. This is something that is known for people who make music and who make mm. kind of intricate music, who is not meant to be mainstream. And mainstream music and people who listen to to mainstream music and people who want to make mainstream music don't want to think about all of those niche techniques and music and all. And resampling is one sure. of these aspects that is kind of forgotten by by those people too bad <laughs> I, I say. yeah no sucks for them because they're not gonna make it that far if, if all your projects is all presets and loops and that's it like <laughs> yeah. but let me ask you this like why do you think it's like that like why do you like what's your opinion about you know making this like very low-key and only certain people know instead of having it publicly as it should uh, for me yeah in your perspective it's 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 uh, it has always been like that in culture mm. you know you have big acts and who are very easy to consume and to comprehend and l- sm- smaller acts and smaller pieces of culture that are just known of people who are looking for this kind of stuff right. but people who are not looking will just get the big stuff and i think that's kind of natural and i'm okay with it <laughs> totally. Wouldn't it be nice if there's like literally someone big that can actually like give us like the ropes, show us the techniques and all that instead of, you know, have to find out by knowing someone that knows someone that knows someone or finding out the old way by, you know, talking to people and they tell you all these tricks. I don't think it's uh, something that is really hidden. Uh, I'll take the the example of uh, Daft Punk again. Okay. Um because they're like the biggest act ever, I think, yes. like the Beatles or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, that yeah. Punk, I consider that punk the gods of EDM. I have right. that. I have that on that high tier. So yeah, I, I'm with you uh, on that aspect. Like, there's nobody that can ever, ever comes close to that punk, in my opinion, in the EDM scene. Sure. Uh, so they they got big because first of all they got got to make music that nobody was doing at this mm-hmm. time. Um, but that's because uh, they were connected by the by the family to um, to the musical world and like high level because yeah. their their fathers fathers were like producers yeah. and so they got access to to records. They could sample because they had the rights, so they could make music this way and that's how it got kind of again so that was something a bit natural and i think that people who get big uh got big because it it had to be that way kind of mm. um it couldn't be 
something else like uh, like let's let's talk about excision again. Yeah. Uh, he, he wanted to make music that nobody else was doing. Yeah. So he got into a place where it was yeah he had the, the high ground on, on, on this on this matter and people got to follow him for a specific sound mm. and that grew and that grew and I think that's the same for all of those people who get really big is that right. they want to make this kind of stuff and this attracts people whether they are from just audience or just producers or whatever but I think these people just are themselves and don't really think about what they have to do to make it and they just make it because that's the way they are. I will say that I do appreciate people like the Virtual Riots, Dr. Ozzy, Nasco, you know, and you who are actually like Twitch streaming or streaming overall, streaming overall and showing these cool aspects of how to, you know, how to do cool sounds on your projects, mm -hmm. making yourselves like very different, innovative and very, you know, unique. Showing people like, hey, guys, like all I did is just did one this out and look how big this drop is. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And still, still people are like, yeah, I'm kind of lazy. I don't want to do it. <laughs> A lot of people. And I, I, I can vouch for that. Like I've seen people like I've met people. Even I interview people that I secretly I know that they've been doing um presets when they when they post it on the IG stories. I, I go like, uh, like, I know this one. <laughs> I'm like, I have that preset because <laughs> they, they gave it to me. So I know that preset. And I'm like, yeah, new song coming out. It's like, dude, you could at least just like change the note or change the frequency to make it <laughs> sound like it's not the same one that I have. And I, I even called them out like privately, yeah. privately. It turns like, hey, If you're thinking of releasing this song, um, don't, because I have this same preset as well, and I know a lot of people who has the same preset. Like, if you're gonna do it, just change something. Like, just like add yeah. effects or resample. It. Just do something simple. But I don't, I don't care, because I don't want you to be called out by someone else. Is like, oh, you're fake, because you're an art, because I got that preset and shit. Right, nah, nah. Well, that's just. I don't, I don't really agree because. People don't care. Really? Like the general public doesn't care. And that's crazy. Because you can show them, hey, this guy is, is using this preset, is using this sample. They just don't care. Well, or maybe that's people in, in France and all, but I really don't get the vibe that the general public, uh, when you show something on Instagram, like mm. how many friends do you have that produce music and how many friends do you have that right. do not produce music but will listen to your stuff and how much in be, between all of those people, how much will care? of what preset did you use, what sample did you use. I'm pretty sure that was probably the only one in his group that like yeah. I'm the legit person in all this and I can tell in everybody else. That's why I feel like when I when he posted it, he felt comfortable with doing that because he he didn't expect anybody. When when he he didn't expect me to actually DM him and saying the stuff that he was like, oh no, no, no. I'm not I'm never releasing this. I'll, I'll probably play this on my shows, but no, I'm never releasing this. Da, da, da. I'm like <laughs> All right. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to look out for people. Maybe I'm an idiot because I'm helping others and I'm looking out for them not to make their, those those stupid mistakes that can be avoidable. All right, call me an idiot, but I I just look out. I just look out for people. I I look out. That that's that's who I am. You know, like I can't oh, I can't help it. You know. 
I mean, the whole the whole reason for this show is so I can help people, you know, so sure. ed educate people or, or for all the listeners and viewers that are listening to and, and, and seeing this, you know, like I do this for the reason to for pleasure reasons that I'm trying to help somebody out. If I can help one person change their whole lives, change their whole views of yeah. how to approach these some some of these, that's already fulfilling for me as it is, you know, I can feel that like. Uh, like, like I said, I have a, a, a community about production mm -hmm. and I'm so happy when I see people progressing because of yeah. what I told them. Oh man, that's great. That's so cool. And there's no, there's no other better feeling than that. Like it's, it's crazy. Like, oh wow. It's because he came around during my, my stream. I just did this and he's, and he learned from it. And now look how big it's getting. Yeah. I, like I may, I helped him get there. Yeah, and that's like a lot of uh, young people getting into production. Mm. Like they, they watch tutorials and they watch specific they watch specific YouTubers who do music production videos. Yeah. So they don't really learn the good stuff, I want to say. Right. And that's what I'm trying to get through. It's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. And it's kind of hard because this is the good stuff is always hard to do or hard hard to learn in the first place. But mm -hmm. when you really get into it, it's it's getting natural, but that's that's a learning process, and this takes it. It takes time. It, it it takes time. Yeah, and it's not easy for everyone to admit that. Like again, I I will, I've been uh, a guitar player and a bass player and a and a pianist for quite wow. some years, so I I know that making music and make like learning anything takes time mm -hmm. and dedication, and you have to put yourself into it really hard for. Yeah, yeah, hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you have to work hard for it. Like anything in in life, like you have to work out and you have to put the uh, time, the time for it. Like you can't have anything just like just like that. Like like oh, let me download the preset and boom, that's it. Now I'm a, the sound is like no, <laughs> no, Not like no. Put some some put some effort into it. You know, at least again, you can make a banger out of it. It can work. Like lots of lots of big tracks. Uh, uh, people really love are made with presets and samples and loops. Uh, yeah. Too bad for sound designers, but it works when like it's another as aspect of music production. Like mm. um, you can be a really good sound designer, but if you can't make some music out of it, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It, you don't really have to, <laughs> to yeah, do it. <laughs> something something that a house producer once told me is like, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Like, who cares if it's a loop or not? I'm like, uh, uh, I kind of care. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of care. Maybe it's because I'm very technical. Maybe it's because I'm a professionist. Maybe it's all that. And I, I always seek more for originality over anything else. But if the public likes it, like, you know, the same thing with... um. When I, oh my God, if I, I tell this to everybody, it's like, guys, I don't master my tracks. I yeah. really do not master my tracks. <laughs> I like, I literally mix all my tracks. I made sure that the mixing is very good. And then I, I'm the master channel. I put like a couple of things, like an, an EQ, a compressor, multiband, yeah. I fat filter, a limiter, a utility. Like, like yeah. I don't put that much stuff just, uh, just, just to clean it out a little bit. Because I said to myself, as and 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 be, many people I agree, if it sounds good, do you really need to master it? Like if it sounds good as it is, like just release it as it is. 
You know who yeah. does that a lot? Must die. That kind of works with his, with his music. Like, like on, on mastering is made to make something listenable on any any kind of, of system. But mm-hmm. if your mix does that, that job, yeah. it's totally fine. Like on my master, on, on my own music, mm-hmm. um, because when I work on someone else's music, that's not the same job. Right. But on my own music, I just use some soft clipper, a very simple soft clipper, like the the, the one from, from Ableton, the yeah. saturator. And that's it. Like sometimes some some EQ, maybe some other plugin when I want some special coloration on on, on my song, but that's, that's it. Because everyone else and I can sound good. very loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's clipping because if if it's clipping it and it still sounds good and it's not feeling distorted when it clips, it's like exactly. And that's that's very cool, interesting thing because you know when I went to audio school, that was considered to be taboo. Of course, for for every audio engineer, the, the every professor that's our audio engineer, and mind you, these are Grammy award winning engineers. They all teach you the same thing and saying like, yo, like make sure it's not clipping. If it's clipping, it's like it's getting distorted, yada yada yada. But then when it comes to EDM, kind of like acceptable for you to clip and. Because yeah. if it doesn't sound distorted when it clips, then you're good to go. I sold this to to my professors and they freaked the fuck out. They because they yeah. they because they lo- they download the the audio file and they and they see the waveform and it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because also that's kind of a, a an old an old school way of seeing mixing and mastering. Yeah, it's like. You have to have a certain dB level. That doesn't work for nowadays or, or like modern electronic music. Right. Like you, you can have something super big, super loud, and still have lots of dynamics. Yeah. Um, being being super loud doesn't mean doesn't mean being ultra compressed. Mm-hmm. It 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 can work. It can work as a great song. It's it a great song. Doesn't have to be a big banger. Yeah. Uh, that needs to be big room or whatever. It can be a great song. <laughs> That's pretty much it, man. That's all you need. Yeah, you know, if 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 the label likes it, if the people like it, if the artists like it, what are we to argue? If it ain't broke, don't exactly. fix it. Yeah. 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 Right. Now, I want to actually talk to you a little bit more about the Twitch stuff because it actually yeah, sure. got me a little bit intrigued when you do, when you say that you do like a lot of streaming and, and that you prefer streaming on Twitch. Like, what is it that you don't like when it, when you're streaming on YouTube versus streaming on Twitch? Well, I've not streamed on YouTube. I've, I have a couple of videos on YouTube, mm. but to me, uh, it's big, just maybe a, a question of perception. But the people on, on Twitch are, are kind of a bit more friendly and I like the, mm. the overall interactivity that we have with, with Twitch, with our, with our viewers. Yeah, it, it works. It, it works great when you want to, to have a, a nice community and when you want just to share stuff. I don't. I'm not uh, against YouTube streaming. I don't really care. Like it's a, it's a streaming service, like anything else. Um, I just prefer Twitch because it looks like it, it looks nice. <laughs> no, of course. No, but have you ever considered doing a a restreaming, like stream for YouTube and Twitch at the same time? Uh, n- no, because m- on my end, um, my community is mainly on Twitch, mm. so I-, I don't really. I'm not looking for the for the YouTube uh, public. 
it's not essential. Okay. Think. So tell me how how did the whole streaming on your account started? Like, walk me back from when you had zero followers to where you are right now. Well, uh, it started during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first lockdown, like I I was at home. Uh, I all I had was my computer, and I have not nothing to do. So I, yeah, let's make music and let's stream it because why not? And uh, I got into well, what brought me mainly followers was uh, feedback sessions mm. because I'm kind of technical when I listen to other people other other people's music and. Right. I really get into the analysis and try to uh, speak about um, the technical side and the musical side yeah. and overall the more philosophical aspect of making music. So I kind of know what intention uh, they have when I listen to their music. I kind of get what they want to ac- accomplish. So that way I'm, I can talk about the way they can accomplish it in, on the musical side and on the technical side. Whether it be uh, you know mixing or or sound design or arrangement or whatever, but that's what got me uh, mainly followers. And then they got into my uh, production streams when I show uh, all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I mainly make dubstep uh, when I'm streaming. So I got people who are not into into dubstep and drum bass into it. So I'm kind yeah. of glad of it. And I got by Twitch. That, that's how I got to uh, speak to Ivory and the overall oh. uh, French dubstep community because, yeah, Twitch streaming and talking. Oh, Ivory is on my stream. Hey, I'm showing him my song, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, and right now, um, I'm doing a feedback session every Sunday. Okay. And f- a few days a week, I'm streaming uh, pro- production, and maybe one day a week, I I play some game because okay. why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so do you have? Uh, and I really really enjoy it. Do you have like a, a like a schedule every week? Like I say, like yeah. you said that Sundays it's a feedback session. What is that yeah. schedule looking like throughout the week? Um, on like uh, it's varying, but on. Tuesday, I do um, production on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is, uh, I, I did it yesterday, but n- normally on Wednesday, it's uh, it's a little challenge that the moderators from my Discord mm. give me. Like they they talk uh, within themselves, um, uh, between themselves uh, during during a week. Mm-hmm. And then they, on the day of streaming, they give me some challenge for me to do. So uh, yesterday I, I had to, a big wheel of, uh, of with 300 songs and I spin it mm. and I spin it twice and the first track I have to remake it in the style of the second one and that makes crazy stuff and it's super funny <laughs> that's actually pretty dope and then you, that's, um, and that's on then, Tuesdays yeah. um, I, I, I always like the second day of the week is Tuesday right yeah Monday Tuesday yeah Tuesday okay yeah. so Tuesday is production Wednesday is that little challenge um, Thursday I don't uh, stream. Uh, Friday I play a game, and maybe on Saturday I'll stream production. Why not? Sometimes, and on, and on Sunday uh, I'll do feedback session like every week for sure. Wow, it will happen. So and it, that's the biggest stream. <laughs> the feedback session. That's where every producer comes out and say like, yo, yo, yeah. yo, yo, I need, I need a chance, please. Feedback, feedback. Yeah, that's it. 
yeah, and I'll do it for free. I'm I'm always happy to to because I see I, I am I could be very critical about this, but um, I see a lot of people doing feedback session on Twitch, and oh, they ask they ask for for donations subs, or subs, donation, yeah, no. or suck to my Patreon, or you had to be part of my Discord. Exactly, yeah. and and beside that, their feedback is not as technical as mine. It's not as profound as mine. It's just like yeah, cool, bro. Next. Wow. Fuck, man. Wow. Yeah. So I try to really get into the, into the tracks and sometimes I can talk for 30 minutes about one track <laughs> because it needs to. But I, I get into it and I take the time and people like it. So I keep doing it. That's good, man. That's good. I'm with you when it comes to giving feedback to people. I'm very technical about it. Like I yeah. can hear like the minimalist, minimalist sound that that can throw off the entire song is like there's something wrong here like you did something wrong here uh i think the problem that i have is the way i deliver it oh a bit too harshly i'm a bit too harshly i do say <laughs> this is my opinion i do say that i had to put that disclaimer indicating like guys this is what i think this is my opinion you can take my opinion or you don't, but that's my description. Now, this section, there's something wrong about there. You need this, this, and that. Like, it's too much. Cut that out. Like, you don't need that. Uh, this drop makes no sense. Um, I feel like it's out of key. Yada, yada, yada. Like, I, I go very hard and I go from beginning yeah. to end. Same. I, I try to be kind of conciliant because I had the experience that when I say something that is not well received or when I say it's a bit like too harshly, people don't really listen to the rest of my feedback and they'll just they'll just go away. Oh, and wow. my goal is also to to keep them on, on my stream and to get them into my community because we, we can communicate further and maybe work together or whatever. But uh, trying to be um, as friendly as possible but being critical at the same time yeah. is kind of my goal too it's i've cut because I've, I've done it for like two years now i've kind of got good at it okay <laughs> but it's always like uh, always on yeah. the edge. <laughs> it's very hard it's very hard <laughs> because obviously you want to be honest about it you don't want to give them a, a false sense of hope you know you of don't course, want yeah. you don't want to bullshit it then you want to let them know it's like if the song is good it's good if it's not it's, you know, these are all the reasons. And even if yeah. the song is still good, um, try to fix this, this, and that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Sometimes when, even if on the technical side it's not great, um, I try to find the, the, the positive points that make it a, a, a nice song to listen to. Mm. That, because I, I try not to think about genres or styles or whatever. Right. The song has to be something that I can listen to and say, oh, that's a good track. And that's it. The cool thing that whenever I do feedback is like I always ask like did this sound this sounds like this did you make a reference from this nine times out of ten it, that's the that's the right answer I'm like <laughs> nice. like I knew I knew I knew I wasn't going crazy and I was like where have I heard this before you know like I, the other day I remember my fiance uh, she showed me a song in which it was like the song was I mean the meaning of the song was beautiful the yeah. song it was uh it's called the good ones by Gary Barrett or something like that, one of the good ones you know it's beautiful 
it's I love the song. But as soon as I started hearing the the breakdown when she starts singing, in my head I was just like, where have I heard this rhythm before? Or this flow. <laughs> yeah. And I told her, it's like, I've heard this before. It's like, yeah, you heard this? It's like, no, no, no. Like, I've heard the the way the way she's singing it, the flow, I've heard it before. Yep. Like I gotta, and it was bugging me all this time. And then I realized it's like, oh my God, that's the that's the drop from the chain smokers closer. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no way. I'm like, babe, look, look at this, look at this. When she started to sing, I go. So baby, pull me closer on the bad seat of the road. And I go beat on beat. I can uh, like that tattoo on the shoulder. And she's like, oh my God, you're right. I hate you. Why would you do that to me? I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. It's just like, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> it's what yeah. I do for a living. I'm sorry. So I, can't, I do the same thing for everybody who sends me a, a song. And I'm like... I heard this style before. Where have I heard this? Like, oh, from this. Like, did you get it from this? All right, that's cool. All right, just just be a little bit different. Be a little bit more diverse. Uh, just change this, 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 and that. And, you know, you're you're good to go, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. I try to be less asshole to people. and But at the same time, sometimes my honesty comes out like I'm being an asshole. But it's not. I'm, I swear. Hey, sometimes that's that's what I want. They, they want some real honesty, and like that's something I, I want. I've always wanted on my on my own music mm -hmm. is for people to point to me things that that are not good and that don't work. And because I I've just been around my my own friends and not people who make music. Right. Uh, there was yeah, great, nice, but. I want you to to tell me what's not great. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly, man. And and it's and it's always good to have um, producer friends that you can actually send over the tracks and have their opinions about it because they could be much more, you know, critique about it and they can point out some of the mistakes that you that you didn't you didn't do it on purpose. It just like it just upped it out of you and you didn't realize it. It was like, oh my god, you're right. The easiest the easiest thing that one makes mistakes. Do you have a low end? Oh shit, I forgot the low end. You're right. Yeah, I need to put the low end. Or the, or my favorite one. Is this side chaining? Oh, damn it. I forgot the side chain. <laughs> you know, like if I send that to my fiance or, or any of my friends, they'll be like, yeah, it's dope. It sounds dope. It's like, yeah, you guys, you didn't realize that there's no bass on this. Great. Thank you. Yeah. You guys, you guys yeah, are wonderful. I've recently listened to my old stuff that I used to send to my, to my friends who yeah. don't make music. And oh my God. <laughs> no mixing, nothing works. It's horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Good times, you know? Good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me ask you, like, since you say that you actually do play video games most of the time on Friday sometimes, um, what, yeah. what normally do you play on, on video games when you're streaming? Like, is there a specific genre or specific games? Like, yeah. Um, The, the one I really like to play uh, because I play it with my friends and, it, and it's, it's something funny to, to, to stream is uh, Phasmophobia. You know this one? Oh my God, I hate that game. Seriously, I love it. No, bro, <laughs> I, get, I'm, I'm, I get scared shitless, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's why I love it. 
Oh man, and I hate it when I'm when I'm playing this with my with my cousins, man. Oh man, because they all know. They all know that I scream immediately. So <laughs> so they's like, "All right, give me the give me the cross, give me the flashlight." Like, nah, I ain't doing anything. You guys do your thing. I'm behind. I stay in the truck. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying in the truck, man. And then it's like, no, we got to do this together. If not, it doesn't work. It's like, Ugh. so I'm, you see me all the time. You see my character go like this with a cross. <laughs> like, no, nah, no, nah, like I ain't. And then when, as soon as I hear something, where I feel something that's in it, I was like, no, 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 guys, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. No, 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 no. <laughs> And they were telling me, it's like, listen, don't, don't speak because they can hear you. It was like, what the fuck are you talking about? They yeah. can hear me. It's like the yeah. game allows, it has voice recognition. So the more you talk, the more the, the, the ghost will come to you. Yeah. And you have to be careful of what you say. It's crazy. Certain words, the, the, uh, yeah, special events for special words. Crazy. I love this game. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, are you fucking serious? Like the entire time I'm being talking to myself and complaining, all you guys are being quiet. Now you're telling me this? And obviously, it only takes like, uh oh, somebody's coming, somebody's coming. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Whatever I do, whatever I do, whatever I do. <laughs> Most of the time I don't I don't get killed, but they can still hear me screaming. <laughs> I love this. Uh, I love this. That's my favorite game for like I've played it. I've, I've I have like three hundred hours on it. Oh my god! Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh my god, bro! It's like I don't need this. I don't need this on a Saturday night. I don't need this on a Saturday <laughs> night. Open myself in my place, listening, playing this game. Oh my god! I don't know what's worse for me. Like, no, I. You know what? I gotta say, like, I get easily scared. Um, video game horrors more yeah. than movies. Lively. Yeah, for some reason, it's like because you're the character and any given well, time is like, oh, shit, I'm fucked. And the, the jump scares are, are literally unexpected. So you don't know when it's coming. When it comes, then yeah. you're done. That's it. <laughs> and you're way more immersed into the atmosphere of the game. Like with the thing with Phasmophobia is I really like to play it with my headphones on uh, in pitch black, like no, no lights around. I like to get into it and it works every time on me. Like I get really scared, but that's, uh, yeah, to me, it's a great game because it works on me. <laughs> Bro, even with the lights on, I still get scared. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference to me having the lights on and off. I mean, having the lights on maybe gets less scary, but I still get scared. That still is unavoidable for me regardless, <laughs> which is wild to me. I remember when, when PT came about, Oh my god, I can never deal with that shit alone. Do you remember PT? Do you remember mm -hmm. years ago when they released a free demo on PlayStation 4 about uh, this? I don't play consoles. I just play Oh really? PC. Yeah, I'm not a consoles guy. Then so so you've never heard of PT? That was supposed to be no. it stands for playable teaser. That was supposed to be um Hideo Kojima's Silent Hill game. With okay. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And Norman Reedus, the guy who does um The Walking Dead, he was the one of the main character for this game. It was so it was supposed to call Silent Hills, plural. Hills. And it was supposed to be the next big horror game. Like when they put that demo out, it literally revolutionized horror 
first-person view gaming. I kid oh, really? you not. It's because of that game is why we had Resident Evil 7, why we had um other other well-known PC horror games like um which is the one that which is there was that one that that's a PC horror game that's first person that is inside yeah. the home and you're walking through the home the entire time looking for clues and then you uh, get with the camera on uh you're you're in first person so it's just you yeah, yeah. like it, it had a weird name I a few like there's um, there's just a lot of that I know there's a lot but it's because of that demo it revolutionized everybody because Konami scrapped that project because they were having issues with Kojima and then Kojima oh, yeah. left Konami so that project of Silent Hills got scrapped everybody was furious because they were just like what we were waiting for this game and that that's when every other gaming company both big and indie took advantage of it it's like oh let's make our version of PT yeah, sure. Obviously, Resident Evil took advantage of it, and then and they made a a huge comeback from it. They made Biohazard yeah. and Village because of that, and then other PC games. Like I know, like I had it from my tip of my tongue. The name of the of these horror games that I've seen it before, like these PC horror games. They're like Amnesia. Ah, huh? Amnesia. Not Amnesia, and no. Amnesia is is a good one, but no, it's it's yeah. a different one. It's literally you're, you're inside a home. Like, fuck this. I'm going to look for this right now because <laughs> it's going to bother me for the rest of the night. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that game. I highly recommend for you to take a look at that. And as well, if you if you want to look at, at YouTube, look for PT because the whole, yeah, okay. the whole concept of PT is that you're li- you're stuck in a infinite loop, so you can only go forward all the time, and once you go, something new happens or something changes, and you need to like, find the clues. Uh, kind of like um, in a uh, like Stanley Parable. Do you know this one? Which one? Stanley Parable. Something uh, like that. that. Yeah, that was not a, a horror game, but yeah, that was the kind of stuff that you got into. Always the same scenario. Yeah, yeah you're always uh, in the same scenario. It gets crazier and crazier. Yeah, it gets crazier, and the fact is that you have to be careful because once you find certain clues, you literally are gonna be hunted down by a demon or by a ghost. All right. And then there's certain situations in which you can actually take a peek of the ghost watching you from distance, and then it just goes away. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. And there's situations in which you literally cannot look behind you or turn around. Mm. Literally. Because if you do, she's going to appear literally in your face like this. Oh no. <laughs> and she's just going to strangle you or scare you to shit. Like this all <laughs> god awful face. And then you die. And then all you hear is that your pants are getting open. And then you start hearing. <laughs> So you can assume that she's eating you out. Yeah, I guess. Oh, <laughs> look for it. Look for YouTube PT. It's like oh yeah, too sure. many, too many right videos now. of it. You're gonna see it. Hard to miss. And if you have a, a chance to play one of these PC games, Visage, Vis or Vis the Visage, and yeah. Dread Out. Those are like two that I recommend playing it. And 
And the Vinic- Visage is the same concept of the of that PT game. It's yeah. basically a copy paste. Except that it's not you're not always on a loop. You're that you're inside a big home. So you're exploring places of that home, but every door you open is like a new area that you have to explore. And there's like all of a sudden it becomes bigger and bigger. And you're like, holy shit, how big is this place? And then that's where shit gets even crazier because you're trying to find out who killed your family. And then somehow it somehow you see your dead wife, your dead children. Then you you oh, great, <laughs> and then you see like weird shit, ghosts, you know, blackouts, like they it has its own even ins, uh, insanity levels. Like if you're insanity, like just like fa- phasmophobia, like if you're insanity levels oh. up to the roof, the chances are that the ghost is gonna find you. So you need to calm your shit down before you know everything goes loose. You know, I'll take a look at it. Take a look at it. Like, fi- yeah. look up for a trailer, or play a demo or something. Like, take a look at it. Highly recommend it. It's like, sure. I got scared too many times out of, out of it. It's like, <laughs> I love this. No, 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 man. And yeah, bro, like, PT did a revolutionize it. If I, I would assume that if Konami would have kept Kij- uh, Hideo Kojima on this project with Guillermo del Toro, I would assure that that would have been a masterpiece of game. Silent yeah, sure. Hills. The, ga- right. the game that would have, that would have. It's crazy, man. So basically, those are the horror games that you only play on Fridays. Yeah, uh, I've played also um, uh, the Forest. If you know that one, the Forest. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's really a horror game. Uh, it's a survival horror game where yeah. you're stranded on an island and you have to survive. That's kind of a a, a horror Minecraft, but with better graphics. <laughs> Like the Blair Witch Project? Kind of, yeah. But um, instead of one witch, you, you're, um, you're chased by cannibals and weird monsters. And again, the oh, atmosphere is kind of nice. You say it was in an island, the forest. Yeah. I've heard of it. I think I've seen images of that. And yeah, it's it has. it's crazy because it has different stuff. It, it's not just cannibals. You like you got other monsters like, right? Very weird monsters. Yeah. It's very weird. And you oh. don't really expect it, and that's why I really liked it. It's because you start you start playing the game. You're yeah, cool. I'm building my own camp and all, and you encounter some cannibals. It's kind of scary. The later you get in the game, you get to really weird monsters, and that's very scary in the night when you you really don't expect it. Yeah, those very weird shapes they're throwing babies at you. What the fuck? It it is great. I love it. I love this kind of weird game. That's some weird shit. That's some weird <laughs> shit. Wow, bro. Um, damn, bro. I don't know how how people like horror games. I don't. I get. I get scared, man. You you need to give me a game like like fear. Have you ever heard of fear? I've heard of it. I've never played it. It's a. It, it used to be a very old PlayStation free game, but it was also played on Xbox and PC. That was that was probably my. First, no, it wasn't my first time playing a horror game because I used to play Resident Evil, and even that I get scared. <laughs> but that game, Fear, put me through the ringer because yeah. it it was a weird combination of this little girl that is pitch white and looks like the girl from Ring, and at the same time you're fighting an army of replicas of clones, and you got a, a, a fucking assault rifle, so you're shooting everybody. At the same time, you're trying to find out where this girl is and kill her before it kills you. 
And oh, and she jump scares you all the time because she. Oh no. <laughs> you're literally like this the whole time with your gun, and all of a sudden, your your electronic starts starts to glitch. When it starts to glitch, it's like oh shit, she's around. Oh yeah. Okay. And you're just praying like I don't want to find her. I don't want to find her. I don't want to find her. And all of a sudden, she just like goes like ah, like no. Nah. And so you go, yes. I go ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better version of uh, Slenderman, right? <laughs> better version, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because at least at least I get to shoot the person. I get yeah, to right. shoot. Even if it doesn't <laughs> do anything. At least my satisfaction that the fact that I did something by just shooting at you before I die. Yeah, I, yeah no. It's way better. <laughs> uh, Slenderman? Oh, shit. I hate the fact that all I need is a flashlight and that's it. I can't even defend myself. Like, yeah, seriously? I hate this one. <laughs> I hate this one. Just like Outlast. Outlast is the same thing. Oh, I have yeah, a Outlast. camera. That's it. I can't defend myself. I can't fight back. Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. I've played it one night, I think. and no. I won't again. No. No, I can't. <laughs> I couldn't never. It was just like too much. Too much, man. And even the, the, the game, The Evil Within, that was just psychological bullshit. Yeah. I, did I play this one? I need to remember. That's like the creator of, of the one who, who created the Resident Evil franchise, Shinji Mikami, right. the evil women. And it was just, and even though like I had the guns, still, it was still psychological shit. And you got yeah. all these weird monsters and weird ass ghosts trying to fuck you over. And you're like, what is happening? Get me out of this <laughs> shit. What is this dungeon? What is this boss? Get me out of it. And they, and they come up with a hundred arms and shit. With that's why I like this kind of more psychological horror games because right. that that reminds me of um, older horror movies. Mm. Um, like I really enjoyed uh, the, the 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 first uh, Alien because oh. because that's very atmospheric and very psychological. Yeah. You don't really see the monster, but it's there and you know it, and it's fucking scary because you don't see it. And that's that's how. Yeah, I think it's scarier when you don't really see the threat. You have to feel it, right? More than seeing gore shit or right. or, or jump scares and all because it's kind of easy. I think like the closest thing that I that I liked about that type of video game will be um, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh yeah, I've never played this one. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Five Nights at Freddy's is crazy and it has like yeah. a huge gaming franchise like it has like too many games just right now they just released the latest game that's called security breach like you can have play it on on pc or in any console yeah like i've yeah i, I need to get around and play it i've never took time to do it dude five nights of freddy is another game that you should take take advantage because it all not only it's a very scary game to play, but it also has a it's a it has a lore behind it. Yeah, like the game itself, like every sequel, it's either a prequel or a side of story or something about this game has a connection to this game. Like it's so it's so fucked up the whole timeline, but okay, but it's, it, everything is connected somehow. Everything is connected, and there's a reason why. Like it's at the when when you get to know more about the Lord, like like I do, you said yourself like, holy fuck, this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> like this guy is nuts, and it's all because of these animatronic machines, you know, animatronic ca characters. And you're like, yeah, I ain't going to Chuck E. Cheese or anytime soon. 
Yeah, I kind of know because this is not something that exists in France, but I kind of know the, this um, this kind of side of culture in America uh, of Chuck E. Cheese, but it was before um, the showbiz pizza beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of born from this. I kind of know the, the, the history, but I've, again, I've never played Five Nights at Freddy's. So but I, I know how creepy it is that with those big pup, puppets and animatronics. It's oh, very, very creepy. Bro, just <laughs> imagine that you're inside our, in a small room, a very claustrophobic room, and yeah. you have until... you Your shift starts until uh, 12, and you have until 6 a.m. to be as a security watching everything. And yeah. they tell you, it's like, oh, yeah, just keep an eye on the animatronics because they sometimes walk around by themselves. And you're like... <laughs> Why would they walk by themselves? What the fuck? Like, and you basically have to go through their video cameras, looking at them, making sure that there are. Because if you start seeing them, and th that's a fucked up thing. You see them, but you don't see them moving. So every time you switch cameras, like you see that they're getting closer and closer to you. And then when they get closer to you, you have to press the button to close all the doors so they won't come in. And then you, sometimes you hear them go, bang, bang, bang. You know what's the worst part of all this? Is that the concept is like, oh, yes, just keep an eye on them, close the doors. Like, yeah, no, the doors open automatically for a certain period of time. And, and you have to preserve power. So you have to be careful whenever you use the camera views and when you're using the doors because that consumes power. And you only have that one power until 6 a.m. in the morning. So you need to preserve all that until 6 a.m. in the morning. So you're basically uh, like looking at the cameras, making sure everyone's good. All right, good, good. All right, good. So you're on this adrenaline, making sure it's like, shit, shit, shit. shit. It's, like, yeah. it's like, oh my God, I watch too much. It's like, oh shit, I need to conserve this. Come on, come on. Oh my God. And I hate when the hours actually go slow as shit. And you're like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. And the later the nights go, the harder it gets. Yeah, because obviously it's fine night. So you get to the fifth night It's like, fuck, that's like the do or die type. And then they come up with the a bonus night, which is the sixth night. And it, and that's the worst one, because that's when they actually come at you full force. And when they do cut you, bro. Oh, my God, that shit is scary because they yeah. give you with that jump scare. And the, and the last thing that you see is them smiling at you like <laughs> blackout. <laughs> Oh, I need to try this out. Five Nights at Freddy's. Highly yeah. recommend it, man. Holy nice. crap, bro. It's a cool thing that we talk about video games and streaming, man. Because, you know, it's cool to have these these type of chats with, with people, man. Because most of the time, I'm just asking about people about, you know, their what they do and all this stuff. But I like to hear some of the personal stuff, like, you know, the technical stuff, being you know, a sound designer and you know, being a gamer. So I actually, like, feel for that, man. And I like that. Yeah, I don't... I don't spend all, all of my life uh, doing just music. Uh, I need to live too. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I mean, like, how what what is your normal schedule when it comes to doing all this type of stuff? You know, like, do you actually send? Do you actually go around, hang around, or do other stuff? And like, what's your plan or your schedule on the weekdays? Um, nowadays, mainly I try to work as much as possible. Um, Gaming is just a few hours in the week, mm -hmm. but like I have, I have some big moments where I don't really work a lot, and sometimes where it's crunch time every day. Yeah, uh, I have to to work on uh, somebody else's music, 
um, I have to work on some. My my friend is in uh, videos and VFXs, so oh. I I work with him on mixing and sound design. Right. Um, sometimes, not all the time, I get some contracts working as a sound designer or whatever. Yeah, I, there's not really a, a very set sc- schedule for every week. Mm-hmm. I try to go day by day, trying to get as much as work done. I don't know. I don't know weekends. I don't know uh, holidays. Wow. It's fine. I do what I love. It's fine with it. Well, let me ask you about this. Like, how is, like, let me see how I can ask this. Like, how do you, do you deal with mental exhaustion? Sometimes it, it, it has happened, but I. Do you get it that often or it's, you know, those occasion, occasionally? It's very occasionally, but but not because of working. Okay. other stuff in my personal life. Okay. But um, no, but it's like if you work on something that you that you really love, it's, mm. it does not feel like working because I've worked in places where I yes. don't I, where I don't love what I do and I do it for money and it's it felt bad to me and it right. it was killing me inside for real. Mm. So getting a first first of all um, being able to be a DJ was kind of turning my life around like I got paid less but I was doing something great yes and people applauded me for my work thanked me for my work uh, I, I got paid half what I, of what I made before but man what a life what a life and right now I work on my desk uh, making stuff for other people and making right. having the time to make music for myself and the next year will be kind of dedicated for me to um, getting a bit more into the music and music industry uh, because I kind of have really nice contacts and I kind of got nice skills for me to kind of, I think, make it. So yeah. I'll try my hardest, uh, my hardest to, to, to make it happen. So I, I, I'm kind of, I'm nice thinking about, about working in sound and music, you know, it's, it's great. I, I, want, I, I wanted to do this. I want to, to go forward because it's yeah. not over at all. No, it's definitely not over, man. And I love to hear this, man. That's that's great to hear, man. And let me ask you, like, what is your creative process when it comes to making music? Like, where do you start or do you get inspired? Do you have a reference out of it? I don't have a, a very set process, mm-hmm. but mainly just fucking around, fucking around with synth fucking around with sound you know just making sound design helps me making creative decisions okay and i'll make uh, music out of a, a, a sound a sound that i've that i found nice but, oh i'm happy about this sound let's try to arrange it into something musical let's put drum on it and this creates a song or sometime I, i'll just play around with my guitar my piano and i'll find some chords and i'll put them into the computer and Play around, play around with it. Um, sometimes I'll listen to a song and say, oh, this is something nice. I'll try to remake it. And with the way I've, I've remade it, I try to make it something into something musical. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff can happen when you turn on, turn on live. <laughs> and do you believe in the concept of writer's block or do you think that's a myth? Um, kind of, yeah. Um, writer's block is just a way of saying 
Um, I don't want to to get get into the music uh, music production more um, more technically. I think like um, mm. you can get out of writer's block by just doing something that you've never done before. It's 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 real. It works. Like if you're used to just put drums and look for a synth sound and all, um, just try to do something crazy. Like mm. uh, take a mic, record anything, and try to arrange it into into a into a, into a rhythm right. and see what happens. <laughs> That's how it works. I do agree with. I, I, I've come from a, a, a more acoustic uh, musical background. Okay. And doing this led me to uh, play uh, into bars and all with some people. And into these bars, you could uh, improvise. Like this was a jamming session. And what, what I've learned from this is that you can make a song out of anything. Like mm-hmm. someone will play three notes and the drummer will try to play something over it and the and the bass player will will do too and right. a song w- will be created like this and that's something that you can do with your uh, software i do agree that you know when you're getting stuck with that whole writer's block if you do something that you normally don't do let's say if you do dubstep um try to make a house track just for the fun of it yeah just for the fun of exactly. it and before you know it like you just made it you just make yourself a nice house track and you're like holy crap this sounds amazing i love this i want to work on this and that writer's block will just go away because you already started doing stuff that you, you you didn't expect to and then when it goes away that you're like oh crap let me just go back again to my own project now i can yeah. just keep it going you know yeah um um maybe also writer's block is something that happens when you when you're not having fun Mm. Um, because to me, music is just having fun. If it's not fun, right. don't do it. And that's that's what I do in my stream. Like like I've said, just before uh, we started talking, yeah. I did a seven hours uh, session, but everything I, I did just, was just me wow. having fun. Like, right. hey, it's funny. Let's do it. And the track is made. <laughs> yeah, you just need to have that passion for it, you know? And and if you do get it, like I normally will recommend people like doing that or the, just stand back and then do some hobbies to get your mind off. Psychologically, yeah. that helps a lot more because you're not using your brain to think anymore. Like not not your brain is always thinking, but it's not making you think about, you know, m- being creative. The creative aspect of your brain is not thinking. No, now you're just doing stuff. Yeah. That makes you do automatically. It's something that me and Nitty Creedy, um, we talked about it when I interviewed him. And I tell this to everybody. And it's that when you realize that, you know, when you're when you're when you're taking a shower, are you thinking that you're taking a shower or you're just doing it? <laughs> when you're brushing your nice teeth, point. are you thinking that you're brushing your teeth or you it's just automatically that you do it? When you drive. Are you thinking about driving or you're or you're just driving because it, it's automatically because you train yourself. You train yourself so much of doing these certain aspects that it be, your body's adjusted to it, that your body just does these things automatically without you even thinking. That's why there's that, you know, that old saying joke that all the good ideas come in the bathroom when, you know, when you're taking a shower and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I have this sick idea. I want to make it right now. And you just like do your shower. It's like. All right, let me just do it. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're totally right. You you just don't think about it too much. Yeah, it it will happen. 
you you don't and especially if you if you're thinking oh i'm into a writer's block uh and if you're if, if you're getting anxious over it uh that doesn't help being mm. creative yeah no so like you said having hobbies doing something something else is yeah. great absolutely man absolutely now let's say that you know you did everything you have a fully fledged project it's ready for release what do you do do you actually go send these projects to record labels or do you actually make it yourself a self-release um um i'm not really the the right guy for for this because oh everyone is is like scolding me because i don't put anything out i have my soundcloud i have my soundcloud with some stuff up but that's i have like hundreds of projects that i've never either finished or uh, exported or I like to keep for myself right. because that's how I've learned. I've learned to make music. Wow! Because, like, like I said, it's having fun, and yeah. I'm music. By the, that way, I'm making music for myself because. So sharing it is kind of hard. Really? So, yeah, and that's why my next project will will be focused around me trying to put it out. Right. Because that's another. That's a very hard process for me. I, I I was gonna say because man, you should actually take put some of your music out there. I mean, if if you got a lot of listeners and they say like what you're doing is amazing, just take a bet, just just put it out there. You know, I've started to do it um, on a some kind of a, of a side project. Uh-huh. Uh, I've I've been collab- collaborating uh, with a with a friend of mine who's another with another dj but yeah. she she plays quite a lot and okay she, her, her project works kind of right and we've recently released a track on uh by this uh, joe's label label i haven't heard joe's. that label it's uh it's the label from joe's the the, the guy you know no joe joe's 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 yeah joe's jo- oh Sorry. joe's <laughs> oh, oh, Joe, um, hey, bite this. Yeah, right. And we've released a track on, on this on his latest latest compilation. Oh, um, congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. It it was kind of weird uh, because this is not the, the final version that they had, but it's released. So that's fine. good. I mean, hey, that's a step four. What's the name of the track? It's Poppin. I, I can send you a link. Yeah, absolutely. Send me a link about it. I definitely want to li- take a listen to it, man. Well, dude, that's the first step out of it. Congratulations. I mean, oh, and I'm pretty thanks. sure if, if it got released by Joss's label, I mean, it was well received, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was very surprised, <laughs> like, because again, I don't put that music very frequently. So having something like like this happen is was very weird to me man you um, should actually start doing this more often doing these self-releases if not self-releases at least send it over to these guys to these people that the the that um they're djing some send it over to these artists you know whichever depending on which genre send it over and because if it's good it's good and they're gonna listen and they're gonna like it they're gonna play it you know and eventually yeah. it's gonna get the attention to some of these labels you know these labels are gonna be like yo you don't. We don't mind if you send someone over here, but that's the thing, man. You got yeah. You gotta set it set it out there. I mean, you already got um. You already got uh Jaws's label. You already got the hookup from them. So now, hey, like hey, you guys are interested in this? Why not? 
It's a start, I, man. I'll try. I, I'm not focusing on house music right now. I, I really want to go into dubstep because right. the kind of music that really excites me the most. Uh, and I I think I'm better at dubstep than, than I am at house music. That's good. That's, <laughs> hey, dubstep so, all the way, you know. That's, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we actually had that old saying, you know, from... I was interviewed these uh, this kid, uh, Nate Vets. He's from Czech Republic. All right. And we were talking about, you know, like, it's funny that a, a bass producer can make house music, but a house producer cannot make bass music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just the same process. It's not the same process, you know? Yeah. So Because, like, for us, we're more musically, we're more musically technical about it, you know? And because we do a lot of sound designing, there's a lot more involved with, with the project. So we get actually in it, you know, how it should be. While a lot of house music, most of the time, is just presets, loops, saying copy paste from this to this, and that's pretty much it. So they don't yeah. go that further beyond of what we normally would do to make a nice, cohesive some song on a dubstep track or feature bass or or a trap or whatever genre and bass, drum and bass. Like they don't go that far. They, or they can it's just too much for them, too much work. The thing also is that um, I, I think in house music, it's it's easier to to, to make um, house music in the sense that you, you'll have more room for repetition mm -hmm. um, because in dubstep, you know, you have uh, kick, something has to happen, then snare, then yeah. something has to happen. Then, and in house music, it can be because it's, you know, kick, 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 kick. You can have something very simple that can be repeated. And yeah. That sense, I think it's simpler, so you don't really have to really think very hard about it. That doesn't mean it's bad. No, I, no, I like no. house music, obviously. <laughs> right? No, no, I agree. I agree, man. And uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I just feel like we, we bass artists are just better. Yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> we're well equipped. You know, like I'm sorry, no shade on you, house guys. Okay, no shade. <laughs> And just let you know, before you tell me, it's like, no, we make real shit, not that Mario Kart shit. I'm like, well, let me tell you this, guys. I used to be a house producer before I became a full-time bass producer. Yeah, I know the difference. It was hard for me to start. Now I just do it on a regular basis. Don't tell me, like, it's hard. It's easy to do this Mario Kart music, okay? <laughs> you know what? I could, I And I proved somebody wrong. It's like, oh, like... Yeah, you can't be saying that type of stuff. Like house music is not that uh, easy to make. I was like, no, hold on. Give me one second. It only took me 30 to an hour to make one house project fully complete. <laughs> now, is it is it the best one? No, but I just proved my yeah, point. House. Yeah. yeah right. I just proved my point saying like, see how far it took me just to make, how to sound design the house drop and how to loop everything else and all Simon. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. Calm your calm your titties, all right. We're we're about to end this right now. We got a few more questions before we wrap this up, man. So we're gonna sure. ask you like one of the most important questions of the show. So are you ready for this? Go ahead. All right. So up to this point, what has been your greatest accomplishment in music or in my life? <laughs> it could be music. It could be in general. It could be both. One. I'd say for now, mm -hmm. because my my life is not over at all. Absolutely. <laughs> um, being able to 
to work into something I really love and being able to make friends in a sector I really love, um, yeah. being able to get better at something I really love. That's dope. That's music. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. So what are you currently doing and what do you hope to accomplish by it? Um, so right now I'm working on my new projects and I try to get myself, uh, force myself to to uh, have the courage to put something out. Yes, and please. To make, yes. <laughs> yeah. And to make, to just stop caring because that's how I make the best stuff. <laughs> I agree. Hey man, like that happens to everybody, bro. When you, when you know you have amazing stuff, but you're too scared to put it out there, you just like leave it on the drawer. It's like, I know that feeling, bro. Like we are very professionalists, you know, like when we release a song, you're always going to feel like, damn, I should have done it better. Damn, I, I mishandled this frequency. Damn, this should have been bigger, wider. Why is it? La, 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 la. It happens to the best of us, including big artists like Tynan. Oh, yeah, sure. I heard, I, I've, I've talked to Tynan before, like, and he has told me before, like, dude, like my, every time I release a track, I always complain about it because there's always one thing that I forget or there's one thing like I wish I could have done better. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, your shit is amazing. What are you talking about? And he's like, like, I'm always complaining about something. Like, there's always it's, something. It's, I think it's uh, Mr. Bill uh, who yes. talked about um, a, a song is really never finished, you know. Yeah, it's 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 done when it's out. Mr. Bill is a, is, is a great person, man. Shout out to that legend, oh, yeah. man. Oh, it's great. Yeah, Love it. one day, one day, um, I'll have the chance to talk to him and have and have you know a crossover episode with him because his podcast is also amazing. Sure. You know, Mr. Bill is the is the the legit Joe Rogan of EDM. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to be the next Joe Rogan of EDM, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little fun competition. Now, we're going to wrap this up with this one last question. Let's just say that you're walking down the street and all of a sudden, a UFO came, comes out of nowhere and then comes out and aliens, they come up to you and say, Alex, we need your help because you and only you are the only one that can help us with what we need. So, bef so before you come over to the ship and help us, just so you know, you're going to be out for a while. Here's a piece of paper. Write three pieces of advice that you will give to someone. What are those three pieces of advice? Okay. Um, first of all, I'd, I'd write. I have to think about it. No, that's okay. <laughs> Take your time. Do something you love, like whatever it is, uh, whether it, it can be work or just hobbies you have to do something you love in life yeah. don't be scared don't be too scared of people they're not that bad play music okay <laughs> that's my piece of advice <laughs> that's fine and i love it i love all free pieces of advice man just like the best one of them all is just do what makes you happy if you're very passionate about something just go for it, man. If you can make a living out of it, even better because you never feel like it's a job. It's just yeah, another exactly. day at what you love doing, man. I have the liberty to have that right now in my life and I'm so happy about it. I've never felt 
any, any happier. And it's so easy. And it gives me the liberty to do many things like the podcast and making music and stuff. So I always tell everybody to speak, do stuff that makes you happy. At the end of the day, that's what matters, you know? Even if it, yeah. even if the money is not that good, if it makes you happy with your life and your sanity, that's 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 oh sure, <laughs> I can feel that. That's better than anything else, man. Like that's literally yeah. like, money doesn't buy you happiness. Unfortunately, it helps, but it's not really the solution. Yeah, it's true. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming over to the show, man. It, it was an honor and privilege you. for you to having here, man. It's that was a very great conversation that I had with you today, man. And we talked about a lot of cool things, a lot of technical things, man. And man, you're a friend of the show. You're more than welcome to come over again whenever you want to, man. Nice. Before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and also what they can expect from you in the future. Sure. Um so I guess you'll have my my links into yes. the description or whatever because yes. I, I know my my name is not cool to say for Americans and English speakers. <laughs> Alex Fedubu is not something easy to look for. Um, but yeah, you'll have the links. Um, I'll try to put out uh, dubstep and all. I try I try to uh, make as much stream as I can on Twitch. I'm totally English friendly for people who make music and want uh, uh, technical feedback on on their music. I try and yeah, I I love doing so. So they're they're more than welcome. What are what are your Twitch um, schedules so that way people can know when they follow you at Twitch when they can expect from you? Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday are the are the sure days. Are the sure days? Okay, <laughs> perfect. Well, thank you very much for Alex for coming over to the show, Thanks man. And thank you, thank you guys for listening. Remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to always like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast, as well as click that bell of notification. And you can uh, guys follow this at youtube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast or lonewolfpod.com. That's lone, W-O-L-V, pod.com. If you want to check the audio version of this, you can check it around at SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts at The Lone Wolf Podcast or Wolves and Music. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or Alex to talk about, please let us know in the comments down below, and we'll do our best to cover it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys at the next one. Deuces.